21st of April, 2020, and this is the Wolves Within Podcast, our initial numero uno episode. And uh, I thought about transcribing these episodes and going off of uh, things that I've written down and printing out articles and all the rest of it, but I've decided against it because I feel like this kind of stuff should just be off the cuff. And when you find something that you really are passionate about, when you get into that passionate moment, things have a tendency to just flow. So I'm going to try and do my best to just let it flow. Anyway, we're going to get into it. I really don't know what to do with the podcast just because I really, really, really don't want to talk about coronavirus. Everybody is bombarded 24-7 in a 24 hours news media cycle about coronavirus. I would honestly like to see, or know, I should say, how many times the word coronavirus is said worldwide. Because my guess is that there's billions of people, few billion of that are saying it at least once a day, so we, we could well be into the trillions that this thing is said every single day. Anyway, what I do want to get into is a little background info into who I am and why, I'm not going to say why you guys should listen to me, but maybe what will help you understand where I got to my viewpoints. And um, I certainly don't want just veterans to listen to this podcast, but I do want veterans to know that I am one and that I've been through similar experiences that they've been through. And if they feel like they're, the, you know, they're all alone and no one cares about them that's just not true and there's light at the end of the tunnel so let me just elaborate on that real quick so I remember one time we were in group and this was at the VA and um, we have a tendency of looking at life like it's a race like I used to walk around back in my hometown and I'd see you know the nice houses with the white picket fence and the nice car and whatnot and I think man, you know, why can't that be me? You know, I'm almost 30 years old. Why, why, why the hell isn't my life squared away like theirs is? How come I don't have that car? How come I don't have that house? How come I don't have that boat? How come I don't have this? I don't have that. I don't have this. I don't have that. And one of the quickest things that I had to teach myself was that, you know what, I can. I may not right now. Like, for example, so for you... For those that are going to listen to this podcast that don't know who I am and my background. But anyway, long story short, I was born and raised outside of Chicago. Um, Did very poorly in school. Always did. Always in trouble. Uh, Didn't really have that many options when it came to college. So I joined the Army and um, served for five years. Was in for it was uh, stationed in Germany for most of it. Had a deployment to Afghanistan, and uh, tore my ACL and F well ruptured my ACL in Afghanistan. Got medevac back to Germany and then had surgery and then was sent to Fort Knox to a WTU, which is known as a Warrior Transition Unit. And um, yeah, that was it. That was my the extent of my military career wasn't much, but I suppose it was definitely something in that five years went by faster than I could have ever imagined. Yeah, I forgot to mention, uh, I was military police 
when I was in the military. So uh, that was my MOS. That's what I did. And um, yeah, so anyway, to get back on the whole veterans thing, what I was saying when it comes to what we were talking about at the VA and feeling like you're running a race and losing, uh, I, I feel like especially for veterans when you get out, you really start to lose your sense of purpose. And losing that sense of purpose is what starts all that negative self-talk that goes on in your mind all day, every day. Plus, there's all the triggers of, you know, being in crowds and being in... Especially for me, I went to the University of Illinois, and I just absolutely hated campus. The crowds, the kids, every every class you're going to, you're like almost 10 years older than everyone else in the room and you usually share more in common with the TAs and the professors than you do your uh, classmates. But uh, that was actually probably one of the hardest moments of my life. It's actually where, um, yeah, so this, this stuff's hard to talk about, but it was actually where I attempted to commit suicide. So, um, <laughs> this whole point of this episode was to talk about the whole coronavirus and why they're not telling you about things that could be, at the very least, even if you don't want to say combat the virus, could at least help prevent you contracting the virus. And that is things like exercise and vitamins and eating right and sunlight and water and the whole nine yards. So... They don't like to tell us about that because they can't make a profit off of clean water and taking vitamins because they're much cheaper, exponentially cheaper than medication. And I think what I was going to try and do with the episode was draw how, so a lot of people are saying right now, what's the point? Like, why would the, why would the media lie to us about what helps fight coronavirus and why would they want there to be a worldwide vaccine and I think it would just come down to money money and control so now especially when it comes to medication what always pops into my mind is and I used to share this view with other veterans at the VA all the time is how you're treated by your psychiatrist at the VA and I'm sure this goes for the civilian side of it as well is you go in, you talk to this person for five freaking minutes, and they prescribe to you all sorts of medications with all sorts of side effects. I remember there was one, I don't remember the name, and I think it's funny, that because they always give these things weird names. You can never remember the name. Why does the name have to be so weird? I get it, people be, oh, well, it's down to the, you know, chemistry makeup of the drug. So what? Why, why the hell does the general public need to know the, the general chemistry of the drug? I personally think they do it because it's confusing. It's even confusing for the doctors prescribing it. They intentionally, already from the get-go of you taking that medication, you're not the expert, if that makes sense. It's already confusing. It's already intimidating. It's already intimidating to you for, for you to take this unknown, can't even pronounce the name, pill into your body every single day, sometimes twice a day, sometimes three times a day. Anyway, the point is, is that you go in, 
you talk to this person for five minutes, they prescribe you all these drugs, and I used to tell guys in, in the VA all the time, it's cookie cutter. Veterans to them, it's a cookie cutter problem. Oh, well, you're feeling this, then take that. Oh, you're having a side effect from that one, take this. And it's all just that problem, here you go, that problem, here you go, that problem, here you go. None of it, not one bit of it is based on recovery. Not one bit of it is self-accountability for your own actions and what you put into your body. It's all just laziness, just take this, everything will be okay. And I think that it's the same thing with coronavirus. We're, we're too ignorant to think, especially in the United States, that, oh, gee, maybe the death rate's so high in the United States because everybody's so obese. The obesity rate in the United States is almost one in three. Guys, that's, that's pathetic. You can't... Now, look, I'm not, I'm not in great shape. I've been trying... Ironically, I was going to the gym religiously before this all happened and getting into doing cardio again and lifting again, and I quit smoking over a year ago, so it's not like I'm not trying. And I'm not, this isn't a judgment on people. This is that I'm worried about the health of the country. It's not good to be, and, I, and honestly, I don't even think it's all the person's fault because what you're being fed, and me and my girl get it, because for you that don't know, I live in Australia, and uh, one of the biggest things that we talk about when we talk about if we're going to live here or there, number one thing for me is always the food. I wholeheartedly think, now here's another personal fact of the day, is that so I'm diagnosed bipolar 1, PTSD, and I wholeheartedly think that one of the reasons why I'm asymptomatic is because of the food. I'm asymptomatic because of the food that we put in our bodies. You are what you eat. And if I'm eating non-GMO, healthier produce, healthier meat, you know, chickens that... I don't even want to get into the whole how meat's made in America. But that's not how it is for the world. I promise. It's not like that here. It's not as good as it should be here in Australia. But it's nowhere near as bad as the United States. And I believe... That's one of the major reasons why I'm asymptomatic. Number two biggest reason why I think I'm asymptomatic is because of the water. I filter my water with zero water filter. There, there's a free plug for the day I'm famous. Zero water filter is the best water filter I've ever used in my entire life. When it comes out of that filter, it tastes different. It tastes pure. It tastes crisp. And clean, and even if you don't want to get into the whole like, oh, the there's this and that in the water. It's a no. It's a known fact. They can do. This is very popular in Australia. They can drug test the city sewage to know how many people in that particular city are on what drugs. Not to mention, there's not just narcotics in the water. There's gonna people look. The sewage is what people piss out. If you're taking medication. Your liver and your kidneys don't filter it all out. Plus, there's this big problem of people dumping their meds down the toilet because they're too lazy to throw them away or whatever. So they just get dumped down the toilet and, and go into the water system there. So don't for a second think that if you're drinking your water out of your tap, that it's treated to the point where it's safe to drink. I, Not to mention that there's enough plastic particulates in the water that I think... Uh, 
Holly told me this the other day is that it's enough to it's it's the equivalent of eating a credit card once a year, a plastic credit card once a year. So anyway, that's one of the biggest reasons why I think I'm asymptomatic is the food and the water. And I would say number three is another lesson that they try to teach you at the VA and PRRC is that recovery is an everyday process. Recovery is not just done one day. You don't just hit the magical point of, of, of no return and all of a sudden you're fixed, you're better. It takes getting up every single day and going through a routine to get better. If you know that you need to do a certain thing through your day to feel good, it needs to be done every day. I'm not a big fan. I'm a pretty hardcore homebody. I'm, when I, like, for example, we're, we're going to go on a walk later today. Right now, I don't really want to go on a walk. I would prefer to be lazy. I'd prefer to just sit in the house and play video games. But at the end of the day, I know that if I do go on the walk, I'll feel better when I come home. And that's what it needs to be about every day in the recovery process. It's not about how you feel before, it's how you feel after. Maybe not even during. It's all about how you feel after. Most people don't... Now, don't get me wrong. We enjoy going to the gym, but everybody that goes to the gym knows what I'm saying. There's days where you wake up and you're sitting in bed and you're thinking in your head, man, I re I'm really just too lazy to, to, to go today. But as soon as you take the pre-workout and you get to the gym, you're glad you went. So that's where it, you, you, you got to treat it as it's a battle every day over yourself. And that's how this whole coronavirus thing should be looked at. It should be looked at as what can we as a population do every single day to help prevent either the contraction to getting very sick from it and three, spreading it. And I think, I don't believe for a second that the only way to help stop the spread of this virus is to sit inside our homes every single day from now until they tell us it's, it's safe to come out. Which, by the way, we have no idea. Because I, I can speak for what the narrative in Australia has been. The narrative in Australia from the beginning was the same thing as the United States. We need to keep people inside. We need social distancing so that we can flatten the curve and the hospitals don't get overrun. Well... We've been flattening the curve now for quite some time, and yet nothing is proposing to be changed. Nothing. And I think that part of the reason why they don't want things to go back to the way they were is because they, they do want to kill off small business, and two, they want to keep you in fear. Fear is control. And you're seeing it a lot right now in government all governments across the world, that laws are being passed right now. They're not really laws. They're fake laws. They're executive orders from governors and here in Australia, premiers and presidents and et cetera, mayors, whatever. They're executive orders, whatever the hell that means. Show me in the Constitution an executive order. doesn't exist. Anyway, long story short, I think that this is going to be the real point of all this is that they want to keep passing these laws 
that aren't being voted on and that aren't being passed through the congressional side of everyone's government. And that's a very scary thought to me, that we're, the whole point of living in a representative democracy or the democratic republic is that I vote for someone and then that person goes out and writes laws for me, the constituent. Well, if you're usurping the Congress and passing all the laws top to bottom, then where do I, the constituent, get my say in what laws will be passed? I don't have any. Anyway, to get back to the point of treatment for coronavirus that people aren't talking about, I thought it was funny back in, I want to say it was February, the president said it. Trump says back in February that, oh, don't worry, this will be gone by April because the sun will take care of it. And everybody laughed at him and said, oh, he's so stupid. Why the hell would he say that? What an idiot. Blah, blah, blah. I remember I got into it with someone on Facebook and argued the point that the president had made is that actually sunlight can kill a virus. So someone I know back home, someone I used to work for, I used to work for a pathology clinic, and one of the docs there actually studied virology back in the day, and me and him had a lengthy, lengthy chat on the phone, ironically, when I was on my way to the gym one day. And we were talking about coronavirus. He was asking me about Australia, et cetera, et cetera. And I said to him, I said, well, you know, doesn't, isn't, the virus can't live above 77 degrees Fahrenheit, correct? He's like, yes, that is true. And, but that doesn't really help indoors. I said, yeah, I totally understand that. And I think that's a big reason why, if you look at the global outbreak of coronavirus, Places like Australia aren't really getting hit that bad. And I think a big part of that is because of the temperature. Look, bacteria and viruses have to have a certain condition to live, just like any other organism. Now, viruses aren't living. And I actually asked them this because I've been, very, I've been curious for a long time what it is that makes a virus do what it does. Bacteria, I can understand. Bacteria is living. Bacteria is organic. It's a living thing. It thinks so much in the sense that the, the, the cells in the bacteria do things that are going to be beneficial to it, the living thing. Now, viruses are not living. So what is their purpose? So he said, and this is, this is me explaining secondhand, but he said that the reason why viruses exist is because it's the way mammals keep one another's population in check. So... This is why you have the potential for viruses to be spread, you know, bat to human, maybe bat to rat, rat to mouse, mouse to monkey, whatever. It's all the numbers in the population trying, it's nature, it's nature trying to keep everything in a balance. So anyway, long story short, is that his point to sunlight, well, my point to sunlight back then I figured was true, and it is proving to be true now. Now you're seeing the articles coming out that, that are saying, yeah, sunlight actually is good for you. The vitamin D alone will make your immune system stronger. Now, how do you profit off of people going outside and exercising? You can't. <laughs> so, of course, they don't want to admit it, and they don't want you doing it. And I think that's the, one of the things that's happening, you're seeing it in the United States, it's happening here in Australia too, is that they don't want people going out here in Australia, out west, 
into the bush and having, you know, I don't know, any kind of nature time. One, God forbid we go out there and immerse ourselves in nature and wake the hell up for a minute. I think that's their biggest fear. But then two, they don't want you going out and feeling better. That's why they don't care if the cigarette shops stay open and the liquor stores stay open and the weed stores in the United States stay open because that's beneficial to them, to their agenda. Stay asleep, stay high, stay stoned, stay distracted. Don't you dare go out and immerse yourself in nature for a second and maybe for a second think that life's bigger than just you. And that you're not the only thing that exists in this universe. And that there is more to life than being a slave to the clock. I don't think there's a reason anymore for anything to be closed, really. If you can maintain the social distancing guidelines of your particular government, then what's the harm in opening everything? Now people will say, oh, well, it's about prolonged exposure. Well... (laughs) There's still plenty of places where there's prolonged exposure, the grocery store being one of them. If the grocery stores were such a big issue, then you would see the numbers not go down when we implemented this, all the social distancing guidelines. So, in my opinion, like the United States is saying, it is time to open back up. Look, there's going to be more of a repercussion for staying closed the next six months than there is if you open up and people do happen to get sick. Not to mention, there's already people in the healthcare industry that are being laid off. So let's not pretend like they're so overloaded, we cannot, at any cost, open things up to the way that they were before. I, I'm not saying let's go play, let's go have football. Let's go have crowded NBA stadiums and hockey stadiums and the rest of it. I get that. I understand. I don't know why the players can't play. They're perfectly healthy. If they get Rudy Gobert got coronavirus, there's been plenty of athletes that have gotten coronavirus that didn't kill them because they're already extremely healthy, fit individuals. I would say their chances of getting anything serious from coronavirus is probably less than a thousandth of a percent. So I don't see the reason why they can't play in empty stadiums. And I think at this point, that's, that's what the world needs. The world needs to start seeing things get better. I know in Australia, we've been out of pasta, pasta, soap, paper towels, and shit paper now for how many weeks? And we went to the grocery store yesterday, and they finally had pasta. I, would, I, I would never would have thought I'd be so excited to see uncooked pasta sitting on the shelf, but I was, because it's showing that things are starting to balance back out. Still no shit paper. I don't know what's with that. I don't know who's hoarding that, but I couldn't get any at Costco again today. So, but that, I think at first people were bummed to watch sports in an empty stadium, and now I think it's, it's, man, people would be overjoyed. So where do we go from here? Me, personally, I think that some of the restrictions that you'll see from this coronavirus of 2020 will be things that never go away ever again. That's why I've posted links about destroying cash, 
That's why I've talked about how laws are passed, because we've seen how quickly the executive branches of government can become powerful in a time of crisis. So I, th I don't think that those things will ever get dialed back from where they were or are to where they were. And I also think that you will see the United States open back up beginning in May. And I think that, especially in other countries around the world, once they see the United States open back up and it's not going to be complete pandemonium and chaos, everybody else is going to want to follow suit. That being said, let's focus on things that we ourselves can do and not worry about what's going on in the macro. Let's worry about what we can do in the micro. So my number one thing would be staying positive. I know that things, uh, I'm going a little crazy myself because we haven't gone out of the house since Valentine's Day because we were trying to save money. And now that means we've been in the house since February. So we're getting a little tired of being inside. I get that. But there are reasons that you should understand that you're blessed. There are things that you can accept that you are blessed every single day. Number two, I'd say focus on you. Find something that you can do to help better yourself. Maybe it's things that you didn't have time for before. Me personally, I've been playing guitar again. So that helps me, that helps keep me sane and keep me active. And lastly is don't argue. Don't get trapped into this Facebook argument of either us or them. It's either you believe the country should open or you believe everybody should stay inside because everyone's going to die if they don't. Things are never that simple. It's politics that tells us that it's that simple. You can want businesses to open back up sensibly and also not want people to die or not want things like clubs to be open back up. So on that note, I'm going to wrap up the podcast by saying stay woke, stay watchful, and stay tuned. I'll have another episode shortly, and I'll see you guys then.